But we got Fred in the building. All right. We back. It's sold in 60. Listen, this is the only timeshare podcast in the world. Okay. The only one where you can talk to top salespeople, right? Get good information and um, feed your brain. Learn something new, share your stories, and get encouraged if you're not in the business. Today, I got a special guest, very special, one of my own mentors, okay? I don't even know how to introduce him because there's so much I want to say because he's been an inspiration to me and to many others. So when I first got in the game, he was my manager. So give your thunderous rounds of applause wherever you are to my man, Winfred Barrington. What's up, my guy? Winfred, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome aboard the sure. show, baby. Good to have you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big dollars. I got him in the building. What's up? Let's go. Listen. What's good, man? I've been meaning to get out here for Yo, a minute. Yo, we appreciate you, man, Come pulling up. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Busy and uh, times. Busy times. Welcome. So let me say this. I want to say thank you. Because and for, for, for those that don't know, when I first got into the business, uh, this was my manager. And one thing that, that he did to motivate me was show me that if you have the drive, if you're a hustler, you can make it and you can be very successful. And I'll let you tell your own story. But I know that when I was just in training, um, he was there at the resort for like six months and was already a manager and building his team. And I was fortunate to be on that team. So the thing that he learned, he taught me, and uh, it was growth ever since then. So, what's up, man? What up, what up, man? I'm glad to be here. Yo. So what's up? You Great got a story to tell. You got a story to tell. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, we want to hear it. So, tell us how you got, what you did before and how you got into business. Talk to me about that. All right, all right. Uh, let's see, where do I start? We can go back to childhood, but, um, <laughs> um, quick story, pops, number one car salesman every mm. single month. I saw every award just hanging January, February, March, April, just every single month. And then not really knowing what I was looking at, you know, as a kid and, uh, trying to figure out like, why'd you keep coming home with these awards every single month? And I'm like, okay, cool. Then mom, she kind of dipped into uh, sales, real estate. She was uh, in the retail um, business for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, some of y'all might have heard of Belk Lindsay. She was like the number one perfume person over there. Then she kind of moved around into the real estate, got into mortgages, and then eventually um, kind of got into timeshare. And that's where I kind of first uh, got my, my little taste of what it was like going on vacations. We bought the timeshare, traveled at least a couple times a year, and it was it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um not knowing where I was going to go with it, my whole thing was, okay, get a degree. You know, I was born in the 80s, so they tell you, you know, four years, get a degree, you come out, mm-hmm. make 50 grand, you made it, have kids, white picket fence, that. They don't tell you about that part. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I kind of went a different route. I went to college, didn't really work out. Thought I would come out with the business degree. Mm-hmm. Nah, I had the hustler instincts and got into some other things that didn't really go my way. Uh, so after a while, after, you know, turn down, after turn down, fail, after fail, it was like, okay, it's time to just, just take the the right, the right path. And I learned the hard way a few times and, uh, I knew my mom was in timeshare. I knew my dad was, you know, number one. And I was like, well, maybe I should try to sales thing out, sales things out. And, uh, 
first, like everybody else, they always get involved with telemarketing. Mm -hmm. So everybody know about telemarketing, jump on the phone. But I jumped on, I killed it, but it was like, it just, I couldn't get on the, the cold calls and, you know, you call somebody, they picking up the phone in two seconds, they either in or out, Bang or they're going to hang up. Yeah. Boom. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it. I was getting hot. I'm like, <laughs> you got to give me time to kind of speak a little bit. So got away from that. Um, got into like reservations with the timeshare. So people would call in, they're trying to make reservations. So I'm like, okay, I think I like this. End up having uh 33 reservations within an hour and the most they've seen is like maybe 15 in a couple of weeks mm. and i was like there was like you upgraded them? i was like yeah they were going to a one i just put them in a two you know i didn't know what i was doing i wasn't getting paid off commission it was just the natural thing for me to do and they were like well you got a natural talent i'm like really so i you know i took that into notice and was like all right so kind of let it go just a little bit and then jumped into obviously going through college i was like i need a job besides you know doing the street thing um, jumped into the kitchen, and uh, I made my way into. He's cooking <laughs> coke. Nah, well, no, that's another story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> jumped into the. <laughs> when it came to money, I had I had my hands in everything, but um, I would I would go into the kitchen. I was like, I'm not I'm not coming in here making no you know minimum wage. So I would go in there, you know, tell, make up a story and say, Hey, listen, I was at this other restaurant. They shut down, but I was there five years. I was number one cook. I have never been on the grill <laughs> in my life. But I knew if I'm coming in, I'm just like, they can't background check. They can't do anything. Let's just see if it worked. Mm. And it worked. So I, I got in. I looked at the dude next to me. He's over here looking like he's double dutching with the steaks and pulling. And I'm like, all right, you got to catch on quick. And that was one of my gifts. I could, I could catch on pretty quick. I had, my adaptability was was in, was in heightened when it when it came to money. Mm -hmm. And I knew if I, needed, if I had to make the money, then I had to make the sacrifice to do whatever I had to do to make sure I either took care of myself, took care of my family, or or put food on the table. So I just looked at him for a couple times, and within a week or so, they were like, oh, how, how long you been doing this? I'm like, forever? Yeah. <laughs> for a couple years. Um, but I end up mistaking um, a talent with a skill. So at first, I'm thinking, wow, I'm pretty good at this. Maybe I should take it to the next step. So that was my whole thing. It I could be the janitor. I'm going to be the best janitor in the world. I could wash dishes. I'm going to be the best dishwasher. But when it came to that, I was like, well, if I'm going to cook these steaks, I'm going to make this food, I want people to come up and, like, you know, you're doing a great job. So mm -hmm. every night they're knocking on the window, yo, you made my steak, you the one. Yo, we come here every night for you. And I'm like, wow. So I start thinking, I start doing some research, like, okay, what can I, what could I do to take this to another level? And Le Cordon Bleu popped up, American uh, cul culinary, uh, culinary, culinary arts. And I was like, you know what, maybe I can be a chef. I can go work for Disney. I can start my own this or that. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. well, let's take a look into it. So I go down to Le Cordon Bleu. I fill out the paperwork. They hype me. They put the hat on. They put the jacket. I'm going to learn how to, you know, dice up food and cut ice and all this. And then I get to the end. They're like, yeah, it's going to be about 60, 70 grand a year. And I'm like, well, when would I graduate? They're like, probably two or three years. So I'm like, okay, so I owe y'all, you know, a little over 100 grand. What would I come out making? Oh, yeah, you're going to be a sous chef. Work like 50, 75, 100 hours a week. you lucky if you get 30 grand a year. So I started doing the math. I'm like, nah, the math ain't math. Mm, <laughs> a couple, you know, math. almost 150 grand. And you're talking about 28 grand a year? I'll be in debt for the rest of my life. So right before I signed, I took off that hat, gave it to him, gave him a gracious goodbye. And, and I walked out and was like, yo, I got to come up with something. So meanwhile, wifey at the time, girlfriend, was going through school, doing her thing. You know, women always, you know. Doing the, right going on, doing the right thing. We over here just trying to get it. 
she graduate nursing, go back later, get a master's nurse practitioner, 4.2 GPA, mm. you know, cum sum laude. Mm. I was more like a thank you, Lordy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that I made it out. And um, I just knew I had to make sure that she was going to be straight. And I came through on the promises that I made her that we was going to be all right. And uh, when she graduated, she hit it. She was making her money. I'm like, I got to do something. So once that LaCorda Blue didn't, didn't, didn't work out, and I was like, you know what? Let me look into this real estate. So I started looking into flipping homes, and I had just had the wrong idea, bad, wrong, right place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. I walked into the bank and like, yo, I need a loan. They're like, nah, <laughs> we don't do that no more. In 2008, oh, wow. <laughs> the market had went down. So this was right around 2010, and they just stopped handing out loans just on face value. You needed credit. So I tried to build my business credit, try to go through these different people, just getting molly whopped across the head with money and i'm just like man it's not working out and then i remember the whole timeshare thing i'm like i heard people making like 100 grand this is crazy you know what let me go give it a shot so i went got my license failed the first time devastated almost gave up Mm. but that's just not me so i went back again and failed the second time i'm like oh my god went back the third time i'm like this has got to be it came out and said pass Hey. But the best thing about it is when I got the test, all it said was passed. It didn't say you took it three times. It didn't right. say you took it two times. It didn't right. say you took it t- ten times. I like that. It said passed. And I said, you know what? Okay. So then I went to my first interview. And on that interview, they said, nah, you have a, you got an issue on your background. You, you lied to us. And I'm like, huh, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want you guys to know. Right. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no. So. At that point, I'm like, there's no way I can go in timeshare. They're, if they don't hire, you know, felons or anything like that, I guess there's no shot for me. So, you know, I went to my room. I cried. I put my head down. I'm like, babe, I'm sorry. I promise you this. I promise you that. And she and she was like, just go somewhere else. I'm like, you didn't hear what they said. It's like, nah, that's not you. And I said, okay. So I found out about Westgate. And I'm like, well, let me hop over here. Still being kind of green, just thinking that, you know, Westgate's right there on, you know. Mm-hmm. down the road and I'm like well let me go over here so I did the interview we all know Will you know he interviews me I'm again I'm green he's like um so what's your plans he goes man I heard people make 100 grand and um he's like yeah that's true he goes what's your goal I said 100,000 that'd be amazing he goes so what if you only make 50 I said 50 is great that's crazy <laughs> he said we'll fire you I was like <laughs> You'll fire me if I don't make 50? And I said that in my head, but I'm like, that's what's up. That means he wants me to eat. That's what I. That's how I took it. Mm-hmm. It was more like, you know, if you do your thing, you're going to be all right. He was like, if you don't make at least 75 grand, you won't have a job in a couple months. And I went, wow. So then he spent around on me and hit, hit me with this question I had never heard of. And he was like, so what do you know about pitching heat? And I was like, nah, I play ball. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, you know, I hit the gym, I play basketball, you know, I can do my thing. He was like, no, 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 I'm talking about pitching heat, lying to customers. I was like, why would I do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Just not knowing what he's talking about. And I think he just saw that genuine and that I was really telling the truth. But when I gave him my background and with my parents and everything else, he was like, this, this guy's going to be good. So out of that class, there was about 25. And if anybody knows Westgate training, that's some of the toughest training in the industry. Like, you make it here, you can make it anywhere. And by the time we graduated, it was probably seven, maybe six of us. And uh, they kind of pointed me out and was like, you know, we, we, we got plans for you. We think you, you can make it. And I'm just like, it's my first time. What are y'all? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Y'all got a lot of belief. I'm like, okay. So hit the floor, nervous as hell. The owner took me on a tour, kind of showed me how to lay the land. 
And then that night I said, no, nah, I got to study. So the next day, hit the floor, sold like six, seven days straight. Um, ended up becoming a rookie of the year. That, you know, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know. I was just doing my thing. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was up there. And uh, kind of the rest was history. I, I ended up leaving after about a year and a half, became a manager, met Rich. You know, we kind of, we did our thing. And then, you know, there's times where you just got to move on. And I got introduced to somewhere else. And mm, it's been great every year, every, every year, every, ever since. And, it's been uh, up. He kept his promises to his wife. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So I remember so, you, you got married. Yeah. You had babies. Babies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You bought a crib. Bought a crib. Bought a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> travels all the time. You do a lot of traveling. I try. I try. But, um, so let me ask you this. So, yeah. we, well, we, all right. So our viewers are people who want to get in this business mm-hmm. and some people that are in the business already. And I know you talked about the, um, the, the real estate class. And I think that's where some people, they're like, damn, do I need my license or not? So just to encourage you, you heard him say it too. He, he failed twice. I failed four times. I took that, that state exam four times mm-hmm. before. It just happens. But there is success and failure, and it just makes you stronger because when you go hard, um, when you finally get into the game, there's, you know, sky's the limit on what you can make. But, like, to a person that is on the fence, what would you tell them? Um, Dig down. Look into your soul and see what you really want to do. The timeshare, or I, I honestly, I just can say sales. It's not for everybody, but everything's a sale. Anywhere you go, they're trying Yo. to sell you something. Yeah. He told me that one time, and I I didn't believe him. What are you talking about? Because I, cause I per, like you know how you've been call center. I was a call center person. Mm-hmm. I was never, in, and I was a bill collector. You know what I'm saying? I worked in a call Gangsta. center bill collector. You know, I just talked that talk. And um, if y'all seen the last show uh, with Enrique, he he worked with me, and he was the one who told me mm-hmm. I should get into the business. But I never saw myself as a salesperson. I'm talking to talking to Fred, and he says to me, everything is sales. Everything in life is sales. And I'm like, what do you mean? Nah, man. And 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 I'm going through life and I'm going through my days and I'm like, everything is really sales. I'll never forget you telling me that. Everything. Everywhere you go, we got the number one chocolate bar. We got the number one car sales. We it's got true. the number one. It's true. This the best tasting in the world. This the best. It's this true. the this. Yeah. And it's like, after taking those classes and realizing, I'm looking back like, dang, you hmm. either going to succeed or you're going to fail, but either way, you're going to get sold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's better to be on the on the buying side, you know what I'm saying? So for me, anybody who's just coming into the game and just trying to realize, you know, what their wants and what their needs, I'll tell them up front, like, hey, listen, this might not be for you. You can make some money really quick, and you can move on and, and kind of start what you want to do, start your business. I told uh, my cousin of mine, he wanted to be a lawyer. I said, just come in, pay the, pay the you know, tuition while you're here. It's that kind of money. That's, it, it's life-changing money mm-hmm. um, if you're good. And I believe everybody has the potential um, but there, obviously, you know, you have your greats, you have your Jordans, you have your LeBrons, and then you have, you know, your standards. But at the, even the standard is still clearing a lot better than somebody working, you know, retail or, you know, McDonald's or something. You know, something like just I always thought there was something better for me, and I just always had a feeling in the back of my mind like, no, I should not be chopping steaks and chopping up salads and looking through a window while these people come up and order all this, this food and taking it back to the house. You know what I mean? It was just like it was a weird feeling, but it was like, there's something better. There's something better. So I, I was reading books just on, you know, motivation on how to get better, how to better your life, keeping things out of the way that's not, you know, negative, negative energy. Every time I went to work, I would, at, in timeshare, I would have my headphones on so I wouldn't listen to anybody trying to neg me out. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know what it meant in the Did beginning. I get that from you? 
we we talked about it, and I was just like, when I came, listen, hmm. throw the headphones in, don't listen to nothing, have something motivational, and when you get your tour, boom, take them off, and there's nothing that's in your head but what you're listening to. Nice. And, you know, you once you keep that kind of motive and you keep strong, it's like LeBron breaking the record. You know what I mean? Just that longevity, that consistency. And I right now I think believing this believe this year would be 11 years strong, and you know you have your ups and downs. There's valleys and peaks, but just coming in the game and staying consistent. My face good. I can go anywhere. Mm. People recognize me. Directors they look. Like, nah, he's good. Bring him in. Like I don't have no issues, no problems. Like, oh no, nah, he's a you know he's this, he's that. Nothing. I can go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's a good feeling knowing that not only you're productive and you're a producer, mm -hmm. but you also don't you know you don't cause no problems. Ain't no heat gonna fall back. You know what I'm saying? And that's a good feeling because there's a, a condemnation on, on timeshare that you can, you know, or a stigma that you can only, you know, pitch heat to make it. Mm -hmm. And my goal was to come in and be one of the ones that said, nah, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to come in and, and do my thing and let God, you know, take care of it. And like I said, I'm going 11 on years and life's changed. House, car, whip, you know. Yeah, my own clothing brand. I'm a, I'm a, I mean? I'm, we're gonna touch the clothing brand definitely. Yeah, yeah, we I gotta get to it. <laughs> I yeah. gotta cop me a set. Absolutely, I, feel I got left you. Out. I got you. But let's bring it back some because one of the things that you mentioned earlier, you said, you know, you wanted to go get the business degree and then right. the white picket fence and the dog and live the American dream. Right. But it seems like you still, you made the American dream. You still made it there. You just went a different route. You know, it seems like you went the timeshare route, was able to, you know, get the timeshare money after all these years, be successful in it, and still able to get the house with the family and the kids and the dog right. and everything like that. So that's a beautiful thing, man. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Touching on that and going back, when I was in college, the number one thing was once you come out, it's like 50 grand. Mm. You know, I made that in like a month or two. And I was like, oh, my God. So yeah. coming from the restaurant, real talk, it was my biggest and best year was 17500 for the entire year. I managed what I could, you know, eating McDonald's and Pollo Tropical and sure. running to Burlington and, you know what I'm saying, just trying to make sure that, you know, I would stay fresh as much as I could, Marshalls and all that. Yeah. And my first year in timeshare was like, what was it, 75, 80 grand within like six months? I'm like, what is this? Wow. And then the next year, it was just, it's been up ever since. Yeah. And when I say up, like every single year, I have I don't think I had a down year. You know, COVID came through or of whatever. Course. But even that year was was a lot better than most. You know what I mean? But if you can if you could share some advice to some people that's already in the game right now, they're brand new, they just got in the game, yeah. they probably working at their timeshare resort for, for less than a month. Talk to them about getting these big checks and, you know, um, not splurging. I mean, because obviously you mm. give somebody, you know, a $15,000 check, all right. at one time, you know, they're going to go out and just blow it all. You right. know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure you've had your fair share of blowing money. Oh. But, but what could you share to the <laughs> what could you share to the people that that's like, listen guys, if 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 you know, if I could tell you some mistakes that I did when you get your first 15, 20,000 dollar check, you know, I I recommend you to do XYZ with it or do this. What what would you share, you know, to some people that are brand new that just got a big check? Um you got to you got to watch your money. You got to have that that um that mentality that you know, something could happen tomorrow. You don't want to just blow it. So luckily my backbone was my wife because I was ready to hit the mall. <laughs> For sure. And she was like, no, 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 we don't know if this is going to last. So every check that came in, it was straight to the bank. Mm -hmm. You know, we paid our bills. That was it. No splurging. We had to wait at least six to eight months before I did anything. 
Mm-hmm. And finally, she gave she left me off the leash, and I went straight to Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I've been waiting this whole time. I had to get it. Yeah. And I went over there, and it was like, okay, it was cool. And I did my little thing here and there. But to see that money stack up, that was the that was the true feeling. Like, okay, now I got it. I can spend it if I need to, but mm-hmm. I'd rather just see it kind of go up. So, you know, you, you have your ups and downs. But when you get your first check, mine is um, – 10, 10, 20, so 10% go to God, 10% go to the bank, mm-hmm. and 20%, you know, you kind of do what you got to do, pay your bills, and, I like you know, that. make sure the family's straight. But those checks do come in, and you got to, you know, you got to do right, because sometimes you're going to have rainy days. Mm-hmm. They happen, mm-hmm. but that's what makes that's what makes the person, the man, the woman, to where when it's rainy, are you going to fall through, are you going to give up, are you going to keep going, knowing that, you know, the light's at the end of the tunnel. So I've always been a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what storm, I'm just going to keep fighting. You know what I mean? I just don't give up. That's one of my biggest things. I tell my kids all the time, I don't care what you do, don't give up. Mm. Just keep going. Go as hard as you can. Got you. You said something earlier. I don't know exactly what you said, but it was about like times when times are down. Like, so what would a person, what would you give to somebody who's, they're not having the, the hottest month. You know what I'm saying? They may have taken a, a, quite a few tours and not popped the sale. How do you, how would you recommend that they keep their head in the game or stay positive? It's, Reading the books that I've that I've read to kind of further me into my career, it's it's giving off that energy. And obviously you can go 0 for 10, 0 for 9, 0 for 8. You're like, what's going on? But it's a numbers game. You know at some point that one person's going to come in. And that's the one thing with timeshare. They'll tell you any day could be your day where you can go 0 for 10, 0 for 12, and all of a sudden somebody come in and drop a buck 50 on your head. And you're like, damn, I went from zero to 150 grand. Mm-hmm. And hence, I was just in this same scenario, like October, November, you know, it slows down a little bit. The old heads start coming in, you know, the blue hair special. <laughs> so people are 80, 80 and up, 81, everything you told them to do, they've done it already, and they're living it. So they, they you know, they bought their purchases years ago, and they're like, I'm not making make a 30 grand purchase this late in the game. So Christmas comes around, things start to kind of, but you got to be able to keep that steady head until, your timing comes to where you have that right person because once that right tour comes in, perfect on paper, perfect when you meet them, you know, they're greeting you right, y'all hip, y'all having a vibe, you can't have that negative energy that the last 10, you got to have almost the worst memory in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to forget what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I pride myself in, like, I don't know if it's on accident or on purpose, but <laughs> <laughs> I just try to forget whoever that was I just saw, you know, besides, you know, keeping in contact and follow-ups, but mm-hmm. uh, I just try to forget everything. And then when I get a tour, Boom, this is a brand new tour, but they never met me before. So I got to give them my all. I've just been, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, what if I just, I go out there and there's a kid that saved up all their money to come see me and I give a half ass, you know, production. Mm-hmm. So I've always, I always taken that same approach. And Kobe was one of, you know, that was my guy. So for him, rest, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. Shout out to Kobe. Um, Let me, I, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now I was going to say, when I, when I get the family, it's just staying fresh, staying on your grind. When you're, when you're in that hole, pick up a book. Don't just start talking to other people and, and nagging. You're always going to find somebody who's going to be negative. Next thing you know, it's four or five of y'all together. Mm-hmm. Now you get another tour, you're like, oh, another one. And then you're just deeper and deeper in the hole. you got to just take it and find some type of light in there. Like, oh, they haven't toured. They haven't seen me. They haven't toured in, in three months. Oh, they just bought. Great, perfect. I'm glad you just bought. This is a perfect time to let's do a recalibration on your account. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Keep it positive. Yeah. For sure. Let me ask you this, because I know and you've been in the time shit game for a long time, so I'm pretty sure you wear many hats as far as being a rep yourself, being yeah. a manager, T.O., the whole nine. Um, how do you feel about reps not asking for their own credit card, not closing the business themselves, or do you prefer reps to 
you know, hey, just get them to want it and then come get me and I'll close the deal. You know, what 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 where do you land where do you land on what side? It's a f- there's a fine line in between, you know, you know, obviously you have your weak reps which need help from the manager. Mm-hmm. Then you have some of your stronger reps that stronger reps that have that relationship with their TO that they can dance and the dance is so well it's kind of hard to break them up. Mm-hmm. Um I just always been the type that I just wanted to be on my own, but the first thing I've learned from one of my mentors Ken Lawson when I first came in the game, um, was that obviously he's been doing it longer than me. So me, I, I don't step on toes. You know, I follow the 48 laws of power. I'll shine the master. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever he would come to the table, my, my job was to listen because he's been here before. So if he's done it and it works and he's been here for years, he, he knows what he's doing and he's good. So I'm going to sit down. I'm going to listen as he talking, everything he's saying, I'm picking up on it. So I can add that to my repertoire, add, the, add that to some of my tools so I can use that next time on the table. So when I bring him to my table, we're on the same, we're on the same accord. He's like, oh, he just said the same thing. So going back to whether I need one or, or someone needs a TO or doesn't need a TO, um, I'm at this point, you know, after about a couple years into the game, you become what they call a front backer when you kind of mm-hmm. do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. And um, some people like it that way, some people don't, but for me, I feel like if I'm going to come to the, the manager and go, listen, I need some help. I got the ID and credit card in my hand. They're going to jump because they sure. know the deal's already there versus me coming in going, um, um, I think they want to think. Do they, where, do they, where do they work? <laughs> yes. Where are the kids? How they travel? Where are they trying to go? Yeah. What's their buying motive? If you don't have those things like in line, you're just guessing. For sure. And you're just hoping that something comes about and then your manager comes and saves the day. Yeah. It's just it doesn't happen that way. You gotta. I would. My goal is A through Z, grind. And if I can pull the credit card, I can. If I can't, then I'll go to the back and see if I can get some help. But for newer people, obviously, go to your manager, see what they can tell you, and then you go back and say it and get stronger and stronger. Because once you get strong enough to pull your own credit card, the manager's doing paperwork. Yeah, and that's their goal, doing paperwork. I don't know if y'all saw, but he does this thing with his hands. Oh yeah, and he grabs the ID and the credit card. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I do that too on the table. You know what I'm saying? Have, have your ID on you. Can you get that out for me, please? Yeah. I do that too. Will this work for you? Yeah. And I leave my hand there, and they go, uh, "Well, can you knock off? If I can knock off a couple of dollars, do we have a deal? Yeah. If you can knock off this, let, let me get your ID and credit card. And, yeah. and they just. Let me see where. Yeah. And if they reach in or they start asking buying questions, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? You know you got to deal. That's one thing I want to point out, too. I'm glad we touched it. Yeah. A lot of reps don't know that if you just tell the family what to do, because some people are programmed to be employees. They you, they mm-hmm. they can't be entrepreneurs. They can't be Correct. bosses. They have to have a job where someone tells them what to do. So when you're on that table, tell the family. Guys, Absolutely. Lead do them. you happen to have your credit card on you? Can you get that mm-hmm. out for me right now? Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Give me the one with the points. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got to get these points. This is crazy. And you'll be surprised that when you tell the families that, they'll do it. They'll start looking for the credit cards Correct. and everything, and they'll, and they'll give you what you asked for, but you got to ask for it. Exactly. And everybody has their own approach. Some people, you know, they got gimmicks and this, that, and the other. I just, I always pride myself in just being real with the customer. You know, um, sometimes you get that, you know, I like you, but, you know, not today. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, okay, I didn't present enough value. Maybe I was a little bit too nice or I didn't cover this, this, or they don't know how to use it correctly. Maybe I'm, I did a little bit too much conversating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I always write down, okay, so this tour, this was this date. They said no. They had kids in college. You know, this, that, and that happened. So when I see that next person, okay, the last five people I've seen, College, this, the school. So now I'll come up with objections to be able to offset that. So when they bring it up next time, it's like, okay, I understand you got the kids in college, but what if we can do both? What if I can do you something where I can sell you half now and then half later? That way you kind of break it up, and then you have to be the king of third-party stories. Because mm-hmm. 
everybody wants to be a part of something, but they want to know that somebody else has done other it. Other people are doing it too. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, ah, I got an owner just like you. They were in that same situation. They really wanted to do it, but they had their kids in college. So what I ended up finding out for them is I can do half of this now and half later, come back in a year. That actually been, it was end up being perfect timing. I wonder if I could do the same thing for you. If I could, and that payment was like maybe half, you think we can get something done? Well, we'll you know, what's the down payment? Okay, what's what's comfortable for you? Oh, well, I don't. I mean, what is it? Thousand, two thousand, three thousand, five. I mean, you know, I got an owner that that wants to cash out. He wants to cash out a hundred thousand dollars. Put it on a credit card. But I, I, I want to be relatable to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can do two thousand. You can do two thousand now. What about the payment? We're at five hundred. For sure. Can you do four? Can you do three? Don't give me anything crazy. Uh, I can do two seventy. Okay, so two seventy five, two grand down. Here you Let go. me get the idea and credit card, <laughs> and then let me run to the back. I already know I can do something. But it's just that having that, you can't give it all away up front. You know For what sure. I mean? For sure. So that's my approach. Got you. So someone would, would say because, um, you know, timeshare does have this stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, there's good and there's bad and there's ugly, right? Right. But how I look at it is, let me ask you a question. So insurance, right? Just regular insurance, right? If you don't use, yeah, you pay every month for your insurance. Correct. But if you don't use your insurance, is that considered a scam? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Okay. So when people say timeshare is a scam, most of the time the people that are saying that are people that have a timeshare that don't use it. Correct. And the biggest thing I found is that they won't open the book. They don't, they don't understand. Therefore, they don't understand how it works. Mm-hmm. And they won't take the extra steps to say, um, how can I make this work for me and my family? Now, there are some people that just, they can't afford it. And sometimes they see the $100 payment and go, I'm going to do it. But then there's there's price and then there's value. Mm-hmm. There's budget and then there's product. You're looking at a budget, but you don't have the right product. Mm-hmm. Where you're trying to go two, three, four vacations a year, what you bought was a couple days. Mm-hmm. And that's just not going to work. Now, you may not like it, but I'm going to give you the cold hard truth. You know what I mean? And if you want to travel two or three weeks, this is what it costs to travel two or three weeks. Now, you can do it on your own. Go through Expedia. You're going to spend the same money or more. Chances are you're going to spend more because that money just goes away. So for people who don't necessarily believe in it, there are, again, there's a good, bad, and ugly. But I pride myself in just being up front. I'm a timeshare baby, so we had timeshare growing up. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I took my friends with me. We had the two bedrooms, the three bedrooms. We've been to different places. And I just, I know that it works. And I know how to sell it. I know how to make sure that the owner knows what they're buying. But when there's, you know, gimmicks involved and stuff like that, it could leave somebody with a, you know, a sour taste in their mouth, and I can understand that too. But yeah. come see me. Yeah, one, of the, th- one <laughs> of the things you, you mentioned, which I used to say on my table, when a family, let's say I'm at the back end, the family's yeah. telling me no. Uh, one of the things that I would say, I would say, okay, guys, so share with me. Just be honest with me. What is it? Is it the price or, or you haven't seen enough value here today? Mm. You know, And they'll tell you which one it is. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's, uh, that's amazing that you pointed that out. Brings me back memories. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate for sure. It. For sure. I know that you guys uh, are, if you're watching this, I know you like my outfit. Okay. So this show is sponsored by Noble B. You want a premium, premium clothing. Go to their Instagram page. It's Noble B Attire. That's on Instagram. You can click the link in the bio and try to get fly like me. Yeah, man. For sure. Tell me, what is that? What does that stand for? What's Noble B stand so, for? So this is a brand that uh, me and the wife came up with just trying to figure out something. Again, the hustle. We've seen the clothes and, you know, I, I pride myself in being, you know, a little fashionable. Mm-hmm. And uh, knowing that um, there, was a, there was a lack thereof of certain items that I was looking for and I would try to create my own. Um, we decided to come up with our own brand. So the Noble B, it kind of represents 
me, myself, my wife, just the people that surround me, that um, just being noble, being loyal, loyal to the soil, um, carrying yourself at a higher, at a higher uh, character, mm-hmm. meaning that royalty, just feeling a little bit better than just always feeling down or anything like that. And then um, just having just having that 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 background and, and and standing for what's for what you believe in, you know what I mean. And uh, that's where the noble bee comes in. Um, and I think people people are gonna really appreciate it when it comes out. Uh, the Instagram's there. The website's being worked on right now. Uh, every time we get an order, and it's already selling out. Mm-hmm. So um, this is the first time. You know, we've been really promoting it. It's been kind of like you know, from trunk to hand. Mm-hmm. But uh, sales is through the roof, uh, just like everything else. So um, it'll be in your in your stores pretty soon. So don't be shocked by it. You gonna see the Instagram coming on. But when you see that Noah B represent, you know what I mean. Sure. Not true. Not true. Yeah, so um, we also have some merch. Yes. Uh, we got the Sold in 60 merch. You know, if you guys appreciate yeah. the show, it's yeah, uh, one that. of the most hottest in-demand uh, podcasts that's out right now, especially if you're a salesperson in the sales industry. Absolutely. Well, we got our uh, Gold Digger hats. Yeah. We got our Sold in 60 shirts. Um, Get you know, that. We got a, Fire. We got a special uh, item that <laughs> is coming out. I can't talk too much about <laughs> oh, yeah. it here, though. But we'll get to that. It's, it's, it's coming, man. So definitely check us out. Um, Fred, man, I enjoyed the conversation. Oh man, man. For, appreciate for, it for sure. Oh, thank for you sure. guys for having me. Definitely got to come back amazing. and do it again. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Rich, you want to shout out to any of our uh, sponsors? Keep the lights on. Uh, got to keep the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Richdale School of Real Estate. If you guys are interested in real estate made easy or getting your real estate license, contact the Richdale School of Real Estate. They have their own Instagram page. You can click that. Or go to the website, Richdale School. And our other sponsor is Factual Film Studio, where we are recording right now. So if you're looking to record a podcast or shoot any type of content, uh, Factual Films, you can go to their Instagram as well and book your studio time. Awesome. You're on Sold in 60. Speaking of merch, we got something that's dropping uh, It's really soon. But on um, this show, we have... A special guest, Mr. Barrington. So we're going to run this with him. Nice. The new Sold in 60 objection cards have just been, uh, they just came in. So what we're going to do is on each um, each guest, we're going to shuffle the deck, get them an objection, objection, <laughs> have them pull and, see, and see how they would handle it. You know nice. what I'm saying? So we'll on the spot, on the spot. So we'll Ooh. test the rules. <laughs> Let's go. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, th- these cards were designed for, us in uh, in the business so that in the downtime we're waiting for a tour we can sharpen our skills you may already have an answer for the objection but you can you know talk to your peers and so forth so uh we'll cut the deck and frank or maybe let's see d you can cut the deck or pick a one and let fred pick or whatever how it goes all right pick one go right ahead We don't want another monthly payment. <laughs> oh, so common. How would you handle that? Oh, so common. Um, what kind of payment would you like if you don't want another one? Um, no, nah, but on, on a serious note, they would they would say, you know, they don't want another monthly payment, which currently I just had that earlier today. <laughs> I ended up getting the deal. Um, that was when the, the point was 
you know, if you can't do this now, my whole goal is I just don't want you to come back and pay more later. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do it anyways, do you feel like you're going to buy more points? And she was like, yeah, I'm going to buy more. I said, so listen, I work for you. You know, we work for them at the same time. Don't come back and give them an extra 10 or 15 grand if you don't want to. If you go back to your original one that you purchased a couple years ago, I don't have that anymore. You bought it 10 years ago. That price is gone. Mm -hmm. So you know that you want this and you're, and you're really that close. I don't want you to be a senior in college and drop out. That don't make any sense. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay all that, you know, tuition, and then just kind of give up. So where we are right now is a pivotal point. You may not want another monthly payment, but when I what I told you about earlier about what you were gonna spend on your own, when we talked about you going to Greece and you wanted to go to Italy and you want to go to Hawaii, each one of those trips were about eight to ten grand. You do the math on that. Let's just say we lowball and call it forty grand divided by twelve. We had six hundred dollars. What I'm telling you, we're at two. We're adding on two fifty. We're at four fifty. I'm actually saving you one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. So we can do both. Now, your dream trips don't get pushed to the side and you settle for something different. Now we can do your dream trips, get everything out the way, just rip the bandaid off and call it a day. Mm. If we can get that done and I can make it affordable for you, do we have a deal? <laughs> so, let me get an idea credit. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Drop the bomb. Like Boom. Go. So, so if a rep was to come to you in a rep room, you know, he just got off his tour, he yeah. comes to you and says, yo, Fred, man, and I just had this this tour. I didn't get the deal. And you know they say, okay, well, what happened? What they say? Yeah. And he tells you, they said we don't want another monthly payment. Right. What would you say? What part? Where in his presentation, or what step did he miss for them to say we don't want another presentation? Where oh. he, should he have covered? I mean, uh, another payment. Where have she? He had covered that at the biggest thing that he missed, and that's a lot of and just a lot of reps. I've done it to myself. Is when you get that you know that no or another payment or it's, it's value. They mm -hmm. have to see the value and understand it and also understand how to, how to use it. And chances are they know, but it's more value because when you show somebody, hey, listen, I just took a trip. I just used 440,000 points to just save me 12 grand. Mm -hmm. And I got another trip coming up. I don't want to take one trip. You might be in retirement. The average retiree does six to eight weeks. You're doing a week right now. Of course, you're working. You're busy. Money's coming in, but your time is short. But what happens when you retire? Now you got a whole lot of time and now you're on a fixed income. Mm -hmm. You want to have something like this out the way. You don't cut the kids' college check when they turn 18. You do it when they're born. Mm. Same thing with this. You might not be using it, but at the t when the time comes, you want to already have it paid for. Mm -hmm. So if you went out there and you talked to them, you didn't get to know these people, and you didn't see where they wanted to go, how they want to spend their, their time with their families, and you didn't hit those heartstrings, and you didn't touch on value, of course you went with another, another monthly payment. I don't want to sure. hear another excuse. Sure. I like <laughs> it. You know what I'm I like it. This dude know what he's talking about, man. I'm telling you. Experience, man. Just experience. You know, it, it's all... It's all the same. It's just all about how you handle it. As long as they don't buy timeshare, they buy you. Yeah. If they like you, they like your approach. I had owners come out and tell me, you know, I wouldn't have bought this if it wasn't for you. When they write down the statement on why they bought, they go the benefits, the VIP. But Winford was a great salesperson. No pressure. And they don't they don't really see the pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, it's that backdoor pressure. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, you're not going to learn how to turn that hat around. But the way I just I smooth talk and, and try to get them to understand what we're talking about. And not any tricks. Yeah. Just making them understand how this is going to work for their family. And then when they come back and point and go, I want to see him. I requested him and give me hugs and bring me gifts for my kids. Now you know you've done something well for somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, for sure. Would you say that you've heard every objection there is to him? Oh, man. Everything. <laughs> everything under the sun. Like, it starts, you know, when you get the, the funny thing, when you get the owners that tell you, you know, I'm different. I'm yeah. unique. I, I don't travel like everybody else. I go, unless you're going to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> or you got an RV, you're going camping, you're staying with friends and family, or you're on Expedia. Mm. Oh, well, 
we, we, we travel last minute. Okay, so do I. You still need somewhere to stay or <laughs> yeah. you're going to spend cash. So either way, we're going to work out. I'm pretty sure these billionaires that's in charge of this has heard everything and they have something to fix this. 